0: In this episode, I'm talking with David Kettlehake. He's a salesman by day, and the rest of the time, he's doing quite a number of other things. He had me at I Have Two Novels on Amazon, but then after that, I found out he's in a trailer for a big movie, and he's been an extra in a few others, and he's a guest host on a podcast for a soccer team in London, and he lives in the United States. So I think we have a few things to talk about here. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. Um, So let's start out with telling people how we know each other. First of all, um, we've worked together for a few years, for a while, a long while, actually. And you are like the textbook case of a glistening particle because literally we're talking. I did a podcast for work. I'm telling you about this podcast. And next thing you know, I find out you have two books on Amazon, two novels. You have been in movies, like real actual movies, not just homemade documentaries. And let's see, you uh, you also do podcasting. And I'm like, wait a second, you need to be on my show. That's kind of <laughs> how it went, right? <laughs>
1: That's exactly how it went. Very good recollection. Thank you.
0: I mean, like this is like I tell when people ask me, Um, So what's your show about? I say, well, you know how you have people in your everyday life and they just look like normal everyday people doing, you know, going to work, raising their kids or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you realize they're doing these really cool things. You were like exactly that. So (laughs) I'm so glad to have you here today. And um, what I'd like to start with is uh, how did this all happen? (laughs) Uh. I was thinking like, where do I start with that? And I thought, I don't really know. So I'm going to leave it up to you. Where did this all happen?
1: Um, that's a really good question <laughs> um, because it kind of goes – it goes way back in time. Um, oh, excellent. Wow. Like, it does. I mean, before you were born? It goes back you were to, jun- like, goes back to junior born? high. Oh,
0: junior high. Okay. In,
1: okay. Junior high, Bay Village, Ohio. Um, and I <laughs> I probably wouldn't be classified as the best student and I was in study hall and I was messing around and I got in trouble and the teacher said – you know, you can either do detention or you can write a paper on a two page paper on something and turn it into me tomorrow. So I, I wrote a paper. It was the easy way out. Right. I wrote a paper um, on my day, what happened during my regular course of the day. And I turned it into him and he came back to me the next day and sat down and looked at it. and He said, this was really good. Oh, He said, you should do something with this. And then, of course, I was a 13 year old whatever it was kid and promptly forgot it and went on Uh my marriage. Uh, but then in college started writing short stories for fun. And the problem was for fun. fun. I mean, and I would and think about this. It's back in there and this is a while ago. So there's no computers. It's all typewriter, um, with that nasty, crinkly, erasable paper.
0: Oh, right.
1: <laughs> bad, 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 smeary, nasty stuff. But it was all we had at the time, and I would write some stories and try to, you know, send them out to wherever. But there really weren't that many um, outlets for that sort of thing back then. Right. And going and and actually going back and looking at them, they were they were okay. They weren't they weren't great. But they well, were. we all
0: we all start somewhere, though.
1: You got to start somewhere. I right. mean, I always tell the story of um, if you look at and I'm not comparing myself to John Grisham new new but if you look at John <laughs> Grisham and you look at his first book um a time to kill and then you look at his subsequent ones after that they're really different i mean a time to to kill you can tell it's his first book i mm-hmm. mean everybody if you're going to do this you have to have a first and you know it's likely not going to be as polished as the ones that follow and You know that's that's just natural. So I looked back at that and I said, okay, there were some nice bits and pieces here, but not great. And then, uh, you know, you get married, you get the full-time job.
0: What kind of stories were you writing?
1: Uh, Back then, it was uh, science fiction. Okay. uh, Which I don't write now, even though I still read some, because I read pretty much everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was short sci-fi stories. And really, the only place you could get stuff published back then, there were a couple of you know, Pulpy Magazines, mm-hmm. Isaac Asimov, Science Fiction Magazine, and, you know, a few others like that. Um, and then one big glossy one, Omni, if you remember uh-huh. that one. Um, I but was not one.
0: a sci-fi geek. I'm sorry. That was way out of my range back then.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Apparently it was out of a lot of people's reach. <laughs> even, Omni, even Omni went out of business after, oh. you know, not too long. So there just weren't a lot of outlets back then. Right, but, right. So, so then when did
0: you pick it up again?
1: Well, I picked it up again about... Six years ago, and it was just one of those things. I said, I want, I have a story in my head and I, I want to write a book. I don't want to be, you know, 80 years old, assuming Mm -hmm. i make it that far and look back and go, boy, I wish I had done that. Um, And part of the impetus for that was my mom, who was 83, Mm -hmm. um, she took painting classes when she was about 70. Oh, I like and that. She was, and she was very good. Mm. She was very good at it. And I, I said, Mom, this is really good. Why didn't you do this before? She goes, I just didn't know if I would be any good at it.
0: Oh. Okay, like, everybody oh. listening, all listeners, that <laughs> right there is your golden nugget, okay? That, that's it. And <laughs> we're really, done. They, we're out. <laughs> we're out. Thanks for calling.
1: It's <laughs> been fun. Thanks for it work. Um, and that was really it. It was like I just didn't want, to look back later and go, "Why well, I wish I had tried that.
0: You know, did you go to school? I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you go to school for writing or anything related to it?
1: Uh, not really. I went for radio and television production and performance. Um, hmm. So we had to do a lot of writing in there, but, you know, it was more um, you're on the journalistic side, um, not
0: you okay. know, the creative
1: side like this. Got so, it. okay. Yeah. So All I mean, right. and I've always been comfortable doing it. Um, and so it, it just has come somewhat naturally. So like okay. six years ago, I had the story in my head. And I just thought, you know, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I knew I, I tell people when they asked this, I said, I knew the first chapter. And I knew the last paragraph.
0: Ah, is that how it usually goes for writers?
1: I have no idea <laughs> because <I'm, laughs> I don't know. But it was so funny because I didn't know. I, I knew that I had places I wanted to go to within the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Mexico for like six months when I was in college. So, I, you know, I had a lot of stuff I wanted to put about Mexico in there. And, you know, the this town where I lived, was, well, I masqueraded it, you know, changed it up a little bit in the house and people mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I, I knew places I wanted to go and things I wanted to do, but I didn't really know if I had a whole story in there. So when I started, I go, well, what the hell? Let's give it a shot and start typing and going mm-hmm. away and have at it. And um, a friend of mine, actually one of my best friends and his wife were were all really good friends. She uh, was an editor in a past life and she helped me through that.
0: First like literally a, pla- a past literally. life? Literally. Like you yeah. mean, like
1: <laughs> no, uh, in her uh, past professional life.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, you have to survive other those things too. with I'm me. I'm really yeah. not sure, but
1: <laughs> she's really, really good at it. These
0: are the questions I ask, so just prepare yourself.
1: <laughs> so she she helped me through that first those first couple of chapters, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, I kind of went on and, and kept going. So so here we go, and I and I finish it, and it's. I got 150,000 or so words, which is reasonably large. I didn't know. I kept going. I really, I was afraid I wasn't going to have enough to make a story. And here it is way too big. And actually in the end. And so I look at my daughter and I say, okay, now what do I do with this thing? Mm -hmm. And she goes, and she took it upon herself and she had it actually printed up into, into a book Oh my gosh, this is my book. <laughs> and I would, would open up the page and look at it and go, Hey, I wrote this. It was just kind of neat, you know, kind of a neat feeling to, so, to so do how did
0: How did she do that? What do you mean she made it into a book? Like she assembled it herself or she like no, went she, to a self-publishing she actually, or? She did. She went
1: through, she's very much into this and she knows all the ins and outs and, and whatnot. And I wouldn't have gotten anywhere uh, in this without, without her help. Mm. Uh, she, uh, uh, she contacted and went through Amazon has a, uh, a, a side company called create space uh-huh. and you can upload your manuscript with lots of tweaks, but you can upload your manuscript to create space and then they will, um, print it and send it back to you.
0: Really? So it's like, a is that consider, is that considered published or is that like one copy of it?
1: Well, it, she just did two or three copies just okay. to show me, and then I and I just, I mean, literally, I just made a, a kind of a quick cover. It took me like five minutes, and I put it online, mm-hmm. and I went, okay, it's done. I did it. Here's my book, and I was done. Right, yeah, and I really kind of thought that was it. So I didn't, I didn't do anything with it. And I just told some friends and some people, and, and people started letting me know. They go, hey, we, we really like that. You know, that was oh. really good. And so. It kind of sat out there for a year or two. And I said, all right, this is maybe this is better or something that people would want to read. Mm -hmm. And so I hired um, a friend of mine uh, from college. He uh, was actually an English professor living in Germany and he was bored. So he, (laughs) he helped me edit.
0: We all, need we all need friends like that, David. We, we all do. do.
1: <laughs> he was great. He would, you know, the time changed. The time difference was a little dicey, but we would go back and forth and, and email chapters back and forth, and mm-hmm. he'd make recommendations, and I would push back or change it or whatever. And we finally pared it down and, and cleaned it up, and I crowdsourced um, a company and had a professional cover made um a gentleman a very nice gentleman Alex Escaltus in Greece, literally in Greece mm-hmm. did this for me and that's the cover of and the and straw man that's how straw okay. man came up and it's it's listed more as a thriller mystery
0: uh-huh.
1: um, <clears throat> and if anybody has ever read a uh, a novelist by the name of dick Francis, um he's he was he's passed away a couple of years ago but he was a british a novelist who wrote in a James patterson type fashion, um, for those that like James Patterson. And it was kind of uh, an homage to him because it was written in the same sort of style, mm-hmm. more or less, that he would write. And, you know, every man gets pulled... Uh, just your average, you know, individual gets pulled into something beyond his or her control.
0: Uh-huh. You know, they,
1: have, they have to step up in order to, you know, win or survive and, you know, and, and whatnot. So after it got cleaned up and put back on Amazon then people started buying it. I mean, it was really nice. Yeah. One of those things where you was getting reviews and it was getting, you know, it's out there on Kindle and on Amazon and, you know, in a paperback and I did giveaways and have done, you know, book signings and all kinds of fun stuff. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: So wait, I have to, we have to pause for a moment because we need to celebrate this. First of all, I just want to mention again that we've worked together for many years and I had no idea this was going on. How does this happen? I mean, why doesn't everybody at our company know that you have a book out on Amazon? That's crazy.
1: Uh, <laughs> my daughter says I don't I'm not a very good self-promoter.
0: You are uh, not. I will yeah. I will second that for her. In fact, we she and I should team up because I am really good at promoting people. So, we're going to get on that. Let me ask you this now. Like how fun was it? Like when you were working on writing it. How long did it take you to first of all write it before she turned it into a printed book? Two years. Two years. And um, how much fun was that?
1: It was a lot of fun because what happened was when I'm writing this, you know, and I'm in, I don't know, I'm in probably 15 or 20,000 words out Mm -hmm. of Mm 150,000. And all of a sudden something would hit me because I don't outline this on paper. Like my daughter is very methodical. She gets this, you know, from my wife. It's a -hmm. a wonderful organizational attribute that I don't have. (laughs) Um, And, you know, so she will have it, you know, her, when she's doing some writing, she will have it on note cards and have it all, you know, parsed out on her wall and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've just got it in my head and it's rattling around and, and, you know, I'm putting it down and I'm thinking and I'm I'm putting more down. So I'm like 20 or 25,000 words into this thing. And all of a sudden I realize. Oh, hell, I don't, I've only got four characters. I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I need more bodies.
0: You know, so it's like, oh, These man, four are so going to get tired. These four are going to get...
1: They're, they're going to be exhausted. <laughs> they're doing all the heavy lifting. Here. So I, get, you know, and I start to go, well, who am I going to add? Oh, I know. How about this guy that they just bumped into by accident partway through? And, and so it kind of morphed itself in, into that way. And I won't say who the... The evil bad guy is in this, except mm-hmm. I gave it away. I just said it's a guy. But
0: <laughs> sorry, um, should we edit sorry. that out? <laughs> back up. Yeah.
1: Um, and um, it could have gone in three different directions. When I was getting close to the end, I had to kind of really choose because I was laying down clues for this way and that way and back and forth, and you know, trying to keep the reader off guard a little bit. Right. Um, but you know, but still being within the confines of being fa- playing fair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And I, I had a lot of fun, and my <laughs> my most I finished it at a hotel outside of Cleveland, Ohio. That, <laughs> oddly enough, the hotel was built on the grounds of my old tree fort that I had as a kid. What? Yeah.
0: Wow. So, that yeah, you can't make that up. You
1: can't make that stuff up. So. Yes and here's where it, where it went from being fun to terrifying because i had it finished and I was afraid I was going to like have a car wreck or something <laughs> after that. And it was nothing was ever going to happen to it. I thought, oh, no. Okay, you know,
0: Wait, 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 wait. Why were you afraid of this? Because it was like on your computer or something? It was all,
1: it all I only had it on my computer.
0: <gasps> Dropbox, people, Dropbox.
1: And I have that. I actually have Google Drive and I and I okay. save it, an updated <laughs> version. And my daughter has access and my wife. They both have access okay. to Google. Drive. So if anything <laughs> happened to me, they can go in there and pull out. You know, Thank my work goodness. in progress and things okay. like that.
0: And just to be fair, Google Drive, OneDrive, Dropbox, um, iCloud, any of those don't want to play favorites. But yes, someplace besides some our place
1: laptop. In the cloud, yes. <laughs> yes. So that's why I did. But back then I didn't have that. I didn't. Right. You know, I was saving it on a flash drive, which, of course, was on my person as well. Right. So if there's, if there's a fiery crash. Right. So it's really
0: fall. only the fiery crash or like falling off a bridge into a like a yes. river. So there were some... Correct scenarios that you could crash and be okay
1: there were some fender <laughs> bender no problem Little render it's okay but you know the the, the full-blown fiery <laughs> crash that was that that's what i was terrified of it of not of me but of the book never <laughs> getting out into the open when i just finished it and i i mean have you ever heard this story this is a terrible story
0: <laughs> oh please so tell gonna, it please tell I'm,
1: it please <laughs> uh the girl with the dragon tattoo
0: okay i have not heard that
1: Okay, so the author whose name, name escapes me just for a second, he wrote um, all three of those books at one time. I mean, mm-hmm. literally wrote one, finished it, wrote another, finished, it, and then he took them to his publisher. Mm-hmm. And the publisher said, "Yes, these are wonderful. These are awesome. Um, we are going to print these, and you're going to, you know, we're going to be rich. You're going to do great." And he was so happy. He went back to his apartment, which was on, I think, the seventh floor. No elevator. He walked up the steps, had a heart attack, and he died.
0: <gasps> oh, that's not good. We so don't want that story. That's,
1: that's the kind of, – I wasn't – so I wasn't, you know, but still wasn't too worried <laughs> about myself, but I didn't want the book to die.
0: Right. I get it. Uh, and then had to – and then published it because the person was gone and then took all the credit for how great it was. But but that's that kind of thing. The poor guy who wrote the book originally or woman, whoever it was, didn't yep. get the credit. So not no fair. Credit. Yeah.
1: Yep. So not fair. Not fair. So while I'm – the day that I'm finishing up the first one, um, I'm in that hotel in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. and I'm inside for a minute, um, and I just have the Discovery Channel or something on. uh, And there was uh, uh, an hour segment on a British explorer named Colonel Percy Fawcett. Okay. (laughs) Whom I had never heard of, but he was very intriguing. He was this very intrepid adventurer, explorer, Indiana Jones-type from uh, Britain who mm-hmm. had been tasked by the Royal Geographic Society to map um, the Amazon rainforest. Okay. Okay, back in the early late 1800s or early 1900s. Okay. So I'm watching this. And I'm thinking, because I had, had a couple wispy thoughts of an idea for the, my next story, and I needed something to tie it together, and that was it. So the day I finished Straw Man was the day I started my next novel, Fever, and all because i saw that segment on the discovery channel of of
0: oh of i love that and people's serendipity man you have to pay yes. attention to those things because i feel like they happen to me about 3 times a day which is exhausting but um <laughs> because i'm Got like it. i need to do that that's a, that's an idea and but the fact that like you saw that and yep. it, like tri- like that's exactly the thing that gets us to follow our um passion is when it, when you get excited about something and that is exactly that's such a great story. You're on yeah. your treehouse in a hotel yes. in a in hotel, Cleveland, which is and, always where and, everything happens. And <laughs> no yeah. it was my birthday. No way. It was
1: my birthday. Technically, I finished Straw Man at about twelve twenty in the morning, um, <laughs> in the courtyard of the Courtyard by Marriott in Westlake, Ohio. But <laughs> um, I still considered it kind of my birthday because wow. I was awake and it was still the same. That's but,
0: incredible. So yeah,
1: so that that's happened, and that sort of thing happened all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, Strawman. I mean, I was at one point. Um, I, I never really get writer's block because mm-hmm. I actually I have too many stories running around in my head. I, I mean, I don't have enough time. It's this pesky real job that keeps getting in the way of more writing, <laughs> but it also puts food <laughs> on the table, so I've got to be nice. I know. Um, so uh, my youngest son, I had to take him to the doctor one day, and and his normal doctor was, uh, their office was not open. And so I had to drive about 15, 20 miles, um, closer to Cincinnati to go to another one that was a, um, you know, they were a partner, they were a partner. So he goes in and I sit down in the waiting room and I'm looking through the scientific American that just happens to be laying there and up pops this article on these uh, Mayan caves in the Yucatan peninsula. Okay, and I just went, bam, and that was exactly what I needed to make the scene work that I was stuck on right there. Oh,
0: so so cool. Yeah,
1: there's no other I would never ever have seen that magazine or been in that office for any reason, but to do it that day with that magazine at that time when I needed it. It was just right. It was just okay. there.
0: I have but, to ask you this then, because this is really for the listeners because um, and I I could probably take my own stab at explaining it, but you're the guest, so I'm going to let you. What is it? Why is it that you think that you have a lot of those serendipity moments? You know what I mean? Because some people think they yeah. never see any of that stuff, right? But it's there.
1: Um, I don't know. My I like
0: Oh, I want a better answer than that. Can well, you think I like a little new harder? Things.
1: <laughs> I like new things. I like to try different things. I like to yeah, my wife and I, we don't like going back to the same place on vacation.
0: Right, twice. right. Um, well, I kind of okay. do both things. But anyway, go on. well,
1: we do too a little bit of both because yeah. our kids are all together. So we go to one place there. But we always like to go someplace different mm-hmm. whenever possible. Right. To light whether up your it's brain. Pod, but it's yeah. yeah, exactly. So right. that's why, you know, trying, you know, whether it's a different restaurant or a different, you know, book or different author or different, you know, different vacation spot, different whatever. And I'm always looking around, she, my wife makes fun of me because when we're driving, I'll go, oh, did you see that over there? And She goes, no, I was watching the road. And I go, oh, <laughs> come on, you can do both. And she, you know, I, don't I think get the roll and then we move you on. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I'm just looking for things more. Maybe, uh, I don't know if I just notice it when I need it.
0: I I'm think, sure. so I, I like your answer and I appreciate you trying to, you know, piece it together because it's a tricky thing. But I, I like to think that it's, first of all, living your life in a way with eyes wide open that's mm-hmm. part of it but i yep. think the other is that i'm mo- i'm most of the time in a place that's pretty uh high optimistic um positive um i don't know high vibration is a term people use you know what i mean like i'm yep. i'm excited i'm like excited yeah. about life all pretty much most of the time i mean i have my moments don't get me wrong but and i think when i'm in that stage i can see those things but when i get really you know, deep down in like, Oh, this is wrong. Or this thing's not working. Or, you know, like the, the icky stuff, the icky space, yep. I can't see them. And then no, I get I'm, even. Then it gets even worse. And I'm then like, it gets ickier. Yes. And so um, sometimes I force myself, I like go, Okay, let's just sit where we are right now. And look for three things that are kind of give you that feeling of wonder, just so that I can see them. And then they all start popping up again. So it's Yeah, I think it's staying in that space. I kind of think you're that kind of guy too, right? That
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I like to, I try to be definitely glass half full because even yeah. if it's half empty, you can still refill it. You know? <laughs> Good one. Um, so, you know, I like to be that way. Um, you know, it's, it's no fun being in that icky place. No, it's it's not. just, you yeah. know, for, I guess that's the technical term, the icky place, but right. it's just no fun. And if you mm-hmm. you know, life is short enough, you know, let's
0: be, let's be up there. Happy. Right. Let's be up
1: there at least. Exactly. So the serendipity
0: is so cool. In fact, I was, someone was just saying to me the other day, my favorite word is, and I said at the same time, my favorite word is, and both of us said serendipity and it was freakish. It's (laughs) almost like the universe imploded, you know, because
1: that was so weird. Well, sometimes sometimes (laughs) you have to make your own serendipity. All right. We were, my, my wife and I were, we were in, um, uh, San Francisco, a couple of, uh, two and a half or so years ago, and outside our hotel window, this is right, you know, pretty much in the heart of San Francisco. Right outside our hotel window, there was guitar music, mm. and so you know, it was just nice. I mean, it was just you know, and it was nothing, nothing special. And I went out there, and it was a, a young lady and a young man. They're probably in their early twenties, mm-hmm. and. I said, um, and you know, they were definitely living on the streets. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. They were, I mean, you obviously you could just tell. And I, mm-hmm. and I sat down next to him and I said, "Hey, you know, here's some money. Will you guys keep playing? My wife really likes your music." And mm-hmm. they went, "Yeah, sure, man, no problem." And I said, "And can I ask you, uh, the, the young lady? I said, could you just tell me your life story?"
0: Oh, you sound so much like me. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would do the same thing. I do the same thing. I want to hear everybody's story because they're so.
1: she was, she was so nice. Her Mm. nickname scout. Um, and she didn't see herself as homeless. She saw herself as an adventurer. Right. And we talked for, I don't know, probably 10 minutes or 15 minutes at least. And one of the questions was, I said, when's the last time you talked to your, your mom or dad? And they went, well, she says, I traded my cell phone for, what did she say she traded it for? Not magic beans or something, but she traded <laughs> it for something. So she did not have a cell phone anymore. Oh, no. And I said, I handed her mine. I said, call your mom. Oh. So she called her mom and they talked for a little while. And, and actually, Scout is in my, one of, one of the books I'm working on right now, that character from Her.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And that is... That's exactly how I feel when I'm out collecting stories and, and finding people for the podcast. I mean, sometimes they bump into me at the office like you, but sometimes they are like random people I meet at a farmer's market. You know, you start to hear their story and you're like, oh, I need to share that because just hearing it is such a gift. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That's yep. that's exactly it, though. I mean, I think when we open ourselves to other people, that's when the wonder happens because people are amazing. They're fascinating.
1: Yes, and she was fascinating. Mm, um, I
0: can't wait to hear her in the story. That's going to be awesome. Well,
1: it's it's a little bit different. So, Straw Man was the first one, and it's the, you know the mystery, mystery, thriller, adventure. It's, it's a couple different genres all mm-hmm. mixed up in there and hit the blender. And then Fever is the second one, um, and it's more straightforward thriller adventure still mystery because there's the whole thing with this you know uh, Colonel Percy Fawcett and whatnot Uh Um, but it's not you know the aspect of the story it's a you know it's a couple of sidebar not sidebars but it's a couple subplots that that go along with that so it's more adventure Uh but the third one that I'm working on now actually the third one is called Sleeper but that was on pause it's sleeping at the moment (laughs) while I worked on this fourth one my daughter asked me a year or so ago, she said, Dad, you should do a young adult novel. So, you know, mm-hmm. YA for short. And those are, you know, all the dystopian hunger games, you know, maze Runner, <laughs> Yes, all right. that stuff. Right. And I said, Okay. And I tossed out a plot idea to her right then. Just kind of came to me and I went, just kind of speed it out in five minutes. She said, Oh, you have to do that. You oh. have to do that. So that's the one that scouts in. Hmm. Um, and it is, um, it's been going very well. I've had some beta readers check it out anywhere from, you know, 18 year old, uh, women up Mm. to, you know, 40, 50, 60 year old guys, whatever, all over the place. Right. And and everybody keeps looking at me going, you have to finish this and you can't kill, so and so, And you're going to kill him. You can't. Don't promise me you're not going to kill him. So, so that's the one I'm actually working on right now. It's fine. totally outside what I've done before, but it's really this is it's fun, and I wish I could, you know.
0: Did you have you have you learned off. how to like not have sleep? Because that's really what I've been doing is going. How little sleep can I get by on to keep having fun? <laughs> that's See, <the>
1: <laughs> I need more now than I did when I was younger. It's crazy. I, know. I mean, well, I know me too,
0: but still. It's
1: It's bad. I wish I I could stay up. Um, But I just
0: love the fact that, you know, every day there's something more and exciting that I'm looking at with what at my work, just like it sounds like it is for you. It's like there's something new and exciting with your writing that just kind of like sparks it every single day.
1: Yes. And I'll tell you what, editing is a lot easier than creating. So I have to be careful not to just, you know, kind of tinker with what's out there, but, you know, actually move ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, a mystery thriller writer named Randy Wayne white. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's based in, um, Fort Myers, Florida. And we were uh, some friends of ours, actually the, the editor that I was talking about earlier, we all went, the four of us went on vacation, um, to Fort Myers. One time we went to Sanibel Island and he was there. Uh, he was, wow. a, he was doing a book signing and all that stuff. And, and it was really nice. He was kind of talking about how he does, uh, how he does this, and how he approaches it. And he writes every day uh-huh. at his at his little bar. It's kind of cool. He's,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, he's just a crusty old guy that's been doing this. He was a, a fisherman before that, and so he will edit everything that he wrote the day before first, and then he'll create new. And then, so the next day, he edits what he wrote. Okay, gotcha. And then he creates new. I like that.
0: I like that because sometimes it's good to sleep on it, you know?
1: You do. You you really do. I mean, if I get stuck sometime, uh, a lot of times if I just go for a run, then it it really kind of cleans me out and I'll come up with some good ideas when I'm running. Mm -hmm. Uh, That helps me a lot. And uh, I, I find that, you know, I'm okay working on this like outside on the back porch or something like that. I can't do it in the basement. Right. where My office is. It's just right. too sapping. <laughs> yeah, know, I know.
0: Doesn't... I like to be up where the light is too. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I was just looking and thinking, we got we have a couple other things to cover here that we have not even touched on yet. So let's, it. <laughs> let's get into um I think when we were chatting back and forth, you sent me a link to a a trailer to the movie, a movie that you are actually in the trailer. And I'm like, what? And then later find out you're in eight movies. So let's talk about how, how did that happen? And again, doesn't, why doesn't anybody know this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's okay. So these parts in the movie, so the first one was this little, um, Hallmark movie called "The Christmas Spirit." <laughs> okay, it was filmed in my hometown, and so they put out a call on Facebook. They said, "Hey, we need extras." Okay. For this movie. Okay, got it. And I'm like, sign me up. That sounds like a hoot, you know. And so I, I get all my information in. They say, "Yeah, sure, come on in." And it's. Starring uh, Nicolette Sheridan and another gentleman I can't remember. Nicolette
0: Sheridan. Yes.
1: She is an interesting person. I'll keep this clean. (laughs) Um, And a gentleman that was on, um, not Pitch Perfect, but uh, some movie along those lines. Mm -hmm. And so it took place in our hometown. Right. And so they needed extras. Well, extras, it was really fun because actually they transformed – this the uh the street that they did this on and it was oh i think it was in september right. when they did the okay. but they plucked all the leaves off the trees and put down all this fake snow and you know transformed it to christmas time uh you know hung lights and ornaments and all that so it was actually they literally
0: took off the leaves i'm sorry leaves. i'm going to try were, not to be sad about that but go well, on they
1: well they were those you know the small the small trees like little uh you know maples that are in the um you know, oh, in between yeah. the sidewalk and the and the street, you know, just little areas like that. So they were not very, you know, they're
0: ten
1: feet tall. It doesn't matter that they they still took the leaves off, <laughs> but the, most of them evil. Um so yeah, so that was it. And I was in, you know, um I think three different scenes on that. In the distance as a pedestrian, and then another time as a pedestrian, and shockingly enough, a third time as a pedestrian. So <laughs>
0: You did a lot of walking.
1: I did a lot of walking. We had to bring our own clothes to do, you know, to change our outfits. Um, And we realized just how long it takes to film a scene and how much waiting around you really have to do, which is an enormous amount of waiting around. I mean, a 20 second scene, it may take them three hours to set up.
0: Uh, Okay. But it's okay because you can just chit chat and hang around you just it's chit-chat. not, it's yeah, not you like you're chit- sitting on a bus or something
1: no so, you, well yeah. i've actually done that too well i
0: don't mean like on a bus like i mean i'm sure they're i mean like in a bus driving somewhere or right. in a plane where you're sitting there and it's like i'm just sitting here this is all i can do nope, so it, you yeah. can
1: get up and talk yeah, and go yeah. to your fellow extras and whatnot the important thing to keep in mind with this is to them we're called background okay we're not called extras we're called background right. and we really they really are background i mean you <laughs> half the time you're lucky to get you know a kneecap in the in the picture or something um so anyway once i did that i kind of got into their system mm-hmm. for extras and okay. so I, I kept getting calls
0: oh okay i, I want to hey, know how hey. to do that how do you do uh, we'll talk about that offline later but i want to yeah. know how to do that
1: <laughs> i mean it is fun i mean I, if they call me like i just got one i just found out a little bit ago i got one uh last night they want me to uh do um a movie called UFO at the Cincinnati airport, um, next Wednesday, which I can't, I can't do it. I've got too much going on, but so, I mean, I get just emailed randomly once in a while and they don't give you a lot of, a lot of time, but so the next movie after that was really one of the better ones that I'd been in and it was called a Carol Mm. with, uh, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. It was filmed in uh, downtown Cincinnati because apparently downtown Cincinnati looks like 1950s New York. Okay. Um, I did not know that. It does. And that's why quite a few movies have been filmed there um, oh. from that uh, time period. So uh, first three minutes, I'm in that a couple times. You can spot me. I'm in this restaurant. And Kate Blanchett is very nice. And mm-hmm. Rooney Mar is very quiet and very sweet. She's a, a very nice person. Um, the one after that was um miles ahead with Don Cheadle. Um and I was a taxi driver in that one. And that was kind of fun because that was going to be um a featured extra, which means you only have to be there one day because your face is gonna be in it. And then they can't have you as another character because they're gonna go, hey, wasn't oh, he the right,
0: taxi? Right.
1: You know? So I was a taxi driver with Don Cheadle. And the fun part was I actually had got to have dinner with Don Cheadle because it just worked out that was the only seat remaining in the cafeteria. Uh, <laughs> he's also a very pleasant gentleman. Um,
0: because I was to- an awesome taxi driver. He wanted to have dinner with me.
1: <laughs> it's really funny because in the movie, Miles Ahead, which is actually quite good, uh, Ewan McGregor is in it as well. And it's it's very entertaining. Um in the movie, um, after I drive off. The taxi driver drives off. Don Cheadle actually gets, the, as Miles Davis, gets the crap beat out of him by a couple of policemen. Okay. Um, so when we we're eating dinner, this is actually before that scene is shot. Um, he says, okay, I'll see everybody later. And I said, yeah, I'm the taxi driver. And he goes, oh, so you're the one shirking his responsibility. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, Don, I'm sorry. It's in the script. I cannot. not <laughs> um so he's very funny he's very Aww. nice he's good. now sadly 99 percent of that scene ended up on the cutting room floor
0: oh uh, but you still so got that, paid though right and you have a good story
1: i have a good story that you don't do this <laughs> you don't do this for the pay right really.
0: oh you don't get paid for that at all you do
1: but it's okay. minimum wage so okay. it, you know, it's you know you got a few bucks yeah you get a okay. few bucks all yeah right. you get
0: and you get to talk to Don Cheadle. So and you,
1: you get go. to have dinner with Don Cheadle, even though he probably would never recognize you again in a million years. But... Right. right. So the one after that was with, uh, uh actor, uh, Patrick Wilson. And it's, um, called, uh, a different kind of murder. And it's not out yet. It's,
0: okay.
1: It was filmed like a year and a half or more ago, and it's still not out yet. Okay. Um, and he's very intense. Okay. He's, I don't he's, know him. Don't... Um, You would know him. um, He was uh, the policeman in Fargo. um, The first, I think it was the first series of Fargo. Uh, He was on the A team, and he was. He's done a lot of things. If you ever MDB him, you go, "Oh yeah, him." Okay. Um, So he was a very nice guy, but he's very intense and very. very focused in this we all have he our
0: personalities right right yes
1: yeah and he was very concerned with making sure that he didn't screw up
0: oh good well that's a good that's a good trait actually
1: it is a good trait yeah yes. i mean when you're doing this because we were outside it was uh, like february we we're all freezing to right. death so we didn't want to take 20 takes on this we wanted him to you know nail right. it the first time so we could Move along, um, but the one that I'm in mean, the trailer for was the interesting one because it's it was called Marauders, right? And yes, and it's filmed in Cincinnati, and it was featuring Cincinnati and the acting crew was really the the most robust acting people I've been uh-huh. with. So was um, Bruce Willis. Um, it was uh, Chris Maloney from uh, he's the the guy from Law and Order SVU. Okay, a broad-shouldered guy, short gray cropped hair. Um, always oh, getting in everybody's face, you know, he's <laughs> the cop, um, Dave Bautista, the big, huge, um, guy from guardians of the galaxy, Drax and the destroyer. Um, and he was one of the bad guys in the latest James Bond movie. Okay. Uh, and a couple other people. And it was, I'm like, wow, this is, this it's is fine. awesome.
0: Now it's getting, getting fun, fun, right? Yeah.
1: And I was an <laughs> FBI agent. We filmed this inside, which was nice. Cause right. It's been outside nasty weather, so filmed it inside. And uh, a couple days that we did this one, um, and I'm sitting next to Dave Batista this whole time, and he keeps muffing his lines, and he's getting mad. (laughs) If you've ever seen him, he's like 6'6", and like 350 pounds, and I'm afraid he's just going to like lash out in anger. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm going to – nothing but a a – spot on the wall when he's all done with (laughs) it. He
0: was
1: he was actually very quiet and soft spoken, but he was a good guy. So, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is great. It's an action movie for once, something I want to go see, you know, we can talk about. And so the movie came out like a year later and it was in like 12 theaters for like a day. Like, Aww. like, Oh, that's not a good sign. And so I, I see myself, they advertise it on TV. I'm like, Hey, that's me. I'm in the trailer. That's so fun. That's so fun. And, so my wife, when it came out on, on Blu-ray a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> she bought it and we watched it last Saturday and it's really bad. <laughs> oh, oh no, it's really bad. And
0: are you in any part of it besides the trailer?
1: Um, a couple fuzzy shots here and there, maybe you... me walking by one other time where you can see me from the waist down, but oh. you know, mom wouldn't even recognize <laughs> me. So. Yeah.
0: Do you ever talk or is it just, no, all... okay. I
1: tried I, getting a speaking line, um, it's funny in in the Don Cheadle movie with when I was a taxi driver you would think that they would have me say where to bub you know when they <laughs> pull up or something like that. and they didn't and I was all hacked off but then when we watched miles ahead they dubbed in somebody else's voice that said what do you think where no, to bub I'm
0: like you serious hey, that wasn't me that's, that's, that's not fair that's not that's no fair at all
1: that wasn't fair at oh, all oh
0: that's the inside information now we know that's how it goes
1: inside right there Jeez. so so the the movies are fun uh they're very long you know you're going to be there 12 hours mm. uh which is pre- pretty much as long as they're allowed to keep you um the upside is they usually have terrific food oh um, there you go they really do they, they feed you very well but the the, t- the schedule's off so i mean like if you get in there at five o'clock and they they break for a meal at eight mm-hmm. they'll call that breakfast or lunch because it's the first meal. Oh, gotcha. It. But it's still so food, right? Because food it's still is food. <laughs> and it's catered and it's usually very well done. And it's going to be a long day. You right. Know, like miles ahead, we started at I got there at like four in the afternoon and, and I wasn't done until four fifteen in the morning.
0: Oh yeah. That would not work for me. So good to know if I'm going to be an extra in a movie, I need to set my hours. I'm only doing daytime shoots. That's all yeah, I indoors. That's all I can do. <laughs>
1: and I'm telling you, what really is a killer on that is you don't know like that one that I just said about UFO uh-huh. That is, uh, they said, well, we don't really know exactly what time it is. You would just have to keep the entire day open right now. And when they say that, It could be anywhere from seven in the morning and maybe show up or seven o'clock at night. You just don't know. So you could sit there twiddling your thumbs all day.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's not as glamorous as it looks is what you're saying. uh,
1: It is not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess the only ones who get like really good specific times are the actual like high paid actress, actors and actresses that, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's fun for them because really what they do for the most part is um, they have – uh, body doubles that come out and, you know, they walk through the scene with the body doubles mm-hmm. and, you know, they'll, they'll turn this way and that, and they'll speak to check the mics and all that stuff. And then, you know, make sure all the background, us small people are all set and ready to go. And then they bring the, the actors out and they do their two, three, four, five, whatever it takes. And then the actors go back in the trailer or away and they're done mm-hmm. and, that's it. And then there's three hours while we sit and wait <laughs> for, um, you know, the next scene to happen. So, so now yeah. we know
0: why we all, why <clears throat> being an actor would be such an exciting thing because you just basically saunter out and do your thing, you
1: out and do your thing. <laughs> and, and it's not like Broadway or something where you have to memorize your entire, you know, the entire play or the production. You don't have to, because you really, you know, you're only doing bits, bits, bits yeah. you know, one or two or six lines or something and then cut, you know, and then, right. you, you know, they do it again from a different angle or something, but yeah. Anyway, yeah it's
0: still I, I like, it's still fun though. It's still fun and yeah. exciting. And another part of your colorful, um, passion, <laughs> passion led, led life. So then there's the other thing, the podcast thing. So yes. how, let's, let's just tell our listeners where your podcast is, where, where it is that you podcast for.
1: Well, okay. So it gets really random at this point. uh, I'm sorry, everybody, if it hasn't been random enough already, it's really going to get there now. So I, I played soccer in high school a long time ago up in Bay village and before it was a a thing. So then when my kids grew up, you know, I was their soccer coach and, you know, kept with it a lot. And always, I always like to watch it on TV. One of those strange Americans that love to watch British soccer on TV, and I got to know some of the teams, and one of the goalies for one of the big teams in England, he went to my high school. I mean, he was younger than I was, and I didn't know him, but he went to my high school, so I felt kind of an affinity with him there as well. Mm -hmm. So then my wife and I were fortunate enough to travel to London uh, back in uh, 2006, and we went to a a match there between Fulham, uh, which is a West London team, and Birmingham City, which Oddly enough, it's from Birmingham city and <laughs> they played, it was exciting. It was uh, just amazing. It was the best face in person sporting event I've ever been to in my oh, life. And amazing. I started following them. And so the more I follow and I interact with people, I started doing a uh, writing, um, a column periodically for, um, a, a website here in the States mm-hmm. called cottagers confidential about fulham Mm -hmm. and then from there there's a an already settled podcast out there called cottage talk because fulham's called their nicknames the cottagers long story but and he contacted cottagers confidential and said hey you guys want to do this so i you know once a month or so he has us on and and i'll do podcasts talking about english football from ohio
0: (laughs) I love uh, that though. It's so, it's literally so random, but it's it, But then right. it's not right because you played soccer and your kids played Correct. soccer. And then this Correct. kid from your high school is playing soccer at that team. I mean, yeah. it's all, it's so not random if you follow the breadcrumbs.
1: Correct. Right. It's a very random breadcrumb trail, but it is right. You know, it, but when
0: you told me fair. that just the piece, the end piece, which is, and it's sometimes I guess podcast to host podcast on this you yeah. know, I'm like, wait, how possibly did that happen?
1: <laughs> right. So uh, now basketball season's starting up pretty soon. So I'm I'm lucky enough. I get to be the uh, basketball announcer for the local high school as well. And whenever they have state tournaments, I get to do that, too. Nice. So that's fun.
0: So you're finally that's bringing fun. in that radio training from college is what you're finally saying. Finally bringing in the radio training from college. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just not. <laughs> Just, it doesn't generate the big
0: bucks. Right. <laughs> I know we were- that. I, uh, I totally know <laughs> but, that. Yeah. So we're, before we run out of time completely, I have to ask you my second question of the day, my second official question, because I think I've okay. asked a few. Um, yep. So now that we've learned a few of the things that you're really passionate about, ideally, I mean, mainly writing, but then these other things, too. Yes. Um, what's something like new that you're kind of curious about and interested in that you have never really paid attention to before, but now you're going, I want to find out more about that. Is there something like that going on? Like it doesn't have to be a whole profession, but just something that you're like kind of like was starting to scratch below the surface on.
1: Um, I am. I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to a lot of music. There's there are a lot of musical references in my books. Um, but I have very little talent for I know that.
0: somebody else like that, but go on.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, my, my wife and I were just talking, my, my daughter and my son-in-law, um, they're both very musically gifted and mm-hmm. they both have wonderful voices. And we were, when I was, we were up there last weekend and I just hear him like we're working, uh, finishing his basement and I will hear him singing in the background behind me. And it's like, I just listen, I go, wow he's really good. You know, he's just really good. And I've always, and I tried to play the guitar, learned to play the guitar seven or eight, nine years mm-hmm. ago was not very successful. And I would really like to play a musical instrument. So and is there
0: one a, you're going after? Is there something you're doing about that? Like, are you, uh,
1: this literally just came to me yesterday.
0: Perfect. I have, and I
1: have a guitar from, <laughs> when I tried it before. Um, I've also tried to teach myself to play the saxophone. Um, you've got to have a very forgiving wife. Or oh
0: my gosh, that would be torturous if, if yeah. you're gonna
1: learn you know, if you're gonna learn this the saxophone. Um, so you know, I've just been kicking that around again that I wouldn't mind um, learning a musical instrument of some sort. I just think it would be very calming and very peaceful to sit there and you know, the back porch and strum. Right ukulele
0: I think that's a good place to start just saying
1: actually I'm, uh, I'm my one of my best friends his son plays the ukulele and he's very good at it
0: yeah I mean I think it's yeah. not that it's that easy to play but I think it's one of those you can strum and sound yeah. pretty good
1: you can and it's four <laughs> strings I think is it instead of six so that's got to be it's got to be a little easier a
0: little bit <laughs> a little. um how do you I'm just curious about this more for myself because I'm I'm of the same belief I'm of the same situation where I keep thinking of more things that I want to do and learn and try. Like, how do you decide that you're going to do that then? And what has to what what has to fall out of your schedule to do that?
1: You know, it's funny. My, uh, my sister is she's a couple years older than I am. uh, But she's a second degree black belt in karate.
0: Mm, Nice. Uh,
1: And, you know, she she came up to me, and I think we were talking about the book or maybe the, the movies or whatever. And she said, you know, I just don't know. How do you just jump in and just do this stuff? <laughs> and, you know, I just kind of looked at it and just said, you know, it's not going to sound very philosophical, but you just do it. Just go hell with it. I'm just going to try it.
0: Right.
1: You know, and it's, I don't know. It's like if you were ever, you know, um, a diver, you know, um, as a kid, you know, the, at the city pool, when you wanted to try that one and a half for the first time or that,
0: right,
1: you know, the gainer, which is, you know, the, doing going off forwards and doing a backflip that was because that it took me a while to do that one but it's the same sort of thing it's like you know you stand up on that board forever people Mm -hmm. below you're going come on move it move it you're standing up there and you want to do it you want to do it you know if you mess up it's gonna sting a little bit but you get over it and then you you know hopefully it works out well and you know you you enjoy it you just keep doing it so i don't
0: I, th- I think what it does, like my perception of it, for my experience of it is that I do it because it's fun. Because like when I do it, my brain lights up in a new way. That's the feeling of my brain lighting up. Sometimes I think I can actually feel that. <laughs> um, that's the thing that gets me excited to do new things. So when I go travel solo, like I traveled for 17 days by myself and it was like brain on fire for 17 days straight. You nice. know what I mean? And yep. I just was exploring and following everything that I was curious about every single day, eating whatever sounded good to just me and mm-hmm. um, going wherever I felt like going. And that is like the best. time. And I, I'm really not a drinker or, you know, I don't partake in the free things in Oregon or the legal things in Oregon <laughs> or California. Yep. But... I was probably at the same level as all those people the whole time because it's just the the way what it does to my brain. So then once I start having the fun or diving into the things, it builds that muscle. You know what I mean? Like yep. when I used to sit back and go, "Well, I don't have time for that or I can't do that or how can I do that in my current, you know, my life doesn't allow for that time or that uh and it's like almost like an indulge it would feel like an indulgence. Mm-hmm. But what I bring back to everybody around me, the person that I bring back from those things, is it's like so much better you know what i mean it's like i'm it's it's a that enthusiasm is a benefit to everybody and so it's worth it and and there's things i've failed at for sure there's things i've dived in on and went oh yeah that that didn't work out as as i thought but it was fun giving it a try and then it gives gives me the the excitement to try again so
1: yes uh you're gonna to have to tell me what you did those 17 days. One of these days, because that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> that will be our uh, night out for beers next time you're in town.
1: <laughs> okay. oh, perfect. Um, I, like music. Like I said, I was, I'm a I'm a big fan of music. I listen to all kinds of different um, genres all over the place. But I don't like to get stuck in in the rut. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends from um, when I graduated high school or college, they still listen to the same classic is now classic rock wasn't classic at the time, but classic rock now that they did back then. I don't want to do that. I want to listen to new stuff. I want to listen to different stuff. I found a a band called Frightened Rabbit one time. Um, (laughs) they're, they're Scottish and they're just, they have the best lyrics and some of the best music I've heard in a long time. And my wife, Uh, And I went to a little small divey place in Columbus, Ohio, a couple of months ago, and we saw them. We were, (laughs) we weren't the oldest ones there. We were really close. Um, But, you know, just stuff like that. It's, it's new things. I don't, you know, I want to experience different stuff. I want to do different things. That's why, um, like my, my daughter, I think she, my kids, they get this from, from us also in that. Uh, she was an au pair in Belgium for a summer. She went to Egypt for a month and did an archaeological dig. Now, my youngest son is living in Australia for seven months being an au pair. Oh,
0: it takes some scary steps if it's not the way that you've lived your whole life. You know, it's a little bit scary at first, but mm, it's pretty good in the water. Get in, you know.
1: It's worth it. I mean, it really, it really is. When I when I I went to, when I was in Mexico for college, it was an exchange you know, student program, mm-hmm. and I lived with a, a Mexican, obviously, family down in Jalapa, Veracruz, and um, when the semester was over, I didn't have a job back home, so I just called my mom and dad. And I said, "Hey, I'm just staying here for the rest of summer." Okay, <laughs> talk to you later. Nice. And I just taught swimming lessons and in English lessons to mm-hmm. survive, and I came home with uh, a lot of memories and about a dollar thirty-five to my name, and. And and that was it. Oh,
0: that's so good, though the stories. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was. Yeah. That's good where life. a lot of straw man came from. So yeah, if you read the first one, straw man, you'll see there's a lot of Mexico in there. Yeah. And uh, that came from from my time just living there.
0: Which I will is definitely be reading that. And that's the thing. Those stories. I mean, they fuel so much of our future life. You know that we don't like. I feel like right now, I've said this to someone the other day. My life is so different than it was for a long time, and it and it's. All because I've just changed my stance in it. You know what I mean? Like how I look at it, and I feel like I'm like living the memoir I'm going to write. I mean, like, and before it it. would have been a really boring (laughs) memoir, but it's getting really good. So, um, not that it would have been a bad memoir, but it would have been kind of boring. (laughs) That's all I'm saying.
1: Let's just say it's better now.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's, it's better now. So, I feel like we're going to have to do this again sometime because we're already <laughs> way sure. into an hour and we're it's already. been so good. Uh, but I do want to make sure we tell people how they can find you. And I'll, I'll oh. include it in the show notes. But why don't you give us a quick rundown of how they can find your stuff?
1: Okay. Um, the best way is just to go to my website, which is uh, www.davidkettlehead. It's all one word and it's David. K E T T L E H A K E dot com, and on there you'll see Strawman and Fever. And by the way, you don't have to read them in order; it doesn't matter. There, okay. There is a there is a carryover character from Strawman to Fever because I thought that was kind of fun, and there's a carryover character from Fever to Sleeper, because um, I think it's kind of fun to do that. It, mm-hmm. It's it's a way of of connecting. The books and and the reader to the characters without mandating that they have to be read in any you know specific mm-hmm. order. I like that or whatnot. So it's just kind of kind of cool You go, oh yeah, I remember him yeah. slash her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's also a tab there for uh, works in progress, which just gives a couple paragraphs about Sleeper and a uh, Gray, which is the YA novel uh, uh, for Kindle. Or for paperback and you can read the reviews and stuff. Awesome. They're all on there.
0: All right. Well, I'll put that yeah. up in the show notes and we will hopefully um, have people out there checking it out. I know that's on my, my reading list now. Now you need to record some audios of them so that I can listen to them in the car.
1: Um, I've had requests for that. And I tell you, the problem is, and I, I quite like uh, books on tape and, mm-hmm. you know, podcasts and all that. Um <laughs> They're so long because, right. um, straw man's 150,000 words and fever is 165,000 words. Mm, okay. Um, so I could probably do it. Um, but it would probably take a year yeah. and then I would want to do gray and then I want to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you off the hook on that, but, Thank um, you. but, Thank uh, you. it would be, that's one of those, my favorite things is audio because I just, I'm. I don't sit still long enough to read these days. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been so fun having you and I look forward to um, bumping into you uh, at the corporate office soon. And we can have that, you know, after work conversation about the trip out West and, <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and maybe have you back again. Cause I think you probably have a lot more stories to share.
1: This has been a blast. And thank you so much for having me on here.
0: We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. All See right, you. Bye. bye.
0: So that man has a lot going on. One of the things that he really inspired me to do though was really get out there and try some new restaurants. So I'm looking for a foodie buddy if anyone wants to sign up to go out and try some new restaurants in the area and get out there a little bit in my own backyard because I know I do that when I travel but around here I get a little bit in a rut. So there it is, the shout out for a new foodie buddy and I hope you were inspired too to try something new around your neighborhood. Thanks for listening.